Today in Security from Wired. This episode is brought to you by ShipStation. You know, some things take a lot of work, like sending little robots to far off distant planets. And just as that's challenging, so too is running a successful e-commerce business, especially when there's so much to do. So I want to introduce you all to ShipStation. Now, I love using ShipStation because of its easy-to-use dashboard, which makes managing orders and printing labels a breeze and super smooth. Oh, and the customer service is just out of this world. It's exactly what you need to help grow your business. Sign up for your free 60-day trial at ShipStation.com slash technews. That's ShipStation.com slash technews. Ohio, ready for some quick mental health facts? Let's go. Nearly 2 million Ohioans live with a mental health condition. In the U.S., more than 50% of people will be diagnosed with a mental illness in their lifetime. Depression is a leading cause of disability worldwide. So why are some of us still stigmatizing people living with a mental health condition when we know all of this? Let's listen to the facts and beat the stigma. Ohio, challenge what you know about mental health at beatthestigma.org. Today in Security from Wired. Good luck not accidentally hiring a North Korean scammer. DPRK hackers are tricking their way into jobs with Western firms. A U.S. government alert reminds employers they're on the front lines and potentially on the hook. By Lily Hay Newman. For more than a decade, North Korean hackers and digital scammers have run wild, pilfering hundreds of millions of dollars to raise funds for the hermit kingdom and often leaving chaos in their wake. But while the United States and other governments regularly call out North Korea's digital espionage operations and issue indictments against their hackers, it has proved more difficult to bring charges for rogue theft and profiteering. North Korea has been under extensive sanctions by the U.S. and other governments for years, but efforts to address the regime's financial crimes have met with obstacles. Recently, the U.S. Treasury, State Department, and Federal Bureau of Investigation jointly issued a 16-page alert warning businesses to guard against a particular scam in which North Korean IT workers apply for freelance contracts, often with wealthy North American, European, and East Asian firms, to generate revenue for their country. The workers pose as IT workers of other nationalities, pretending to be remote workers from South Korea, China, Japan, Eastern Europe, or the U.S., The alert notes that there are thousands of North Korean IT workers taking on such contracts. Some conduct their work from North Korea itself, and others work overseas, mainly out of China and Russia, with small contingents in Southeast Asia and Africa. In some cases, the North Korean scammers themselves subcontract with other more legitimate workers to enhance their credibility. DPRK IT workers can individually earn more than USD 300 a year in some cases and teams of IT workers can collectively earn more than USD 3 million annually, the alert warns. DPRK IT workers provide a critical stream of revenue that helps fund the DPRK regime's highest economic and security priorities, such as its weapons development program. When U.S. businesses unknowingly contract with North Koreans, they're violating government sanctions and face legal risk. But the scams are challenging to deal with, since workers typically complete the assignments to earn their compensation. Without vigilance, businesses could be unaware that anything shady is going on. The alert emphasizes that while businesses need to be aware of the issues so they can comply with sanctions, North Korean IT contractors also sometimes use their access to plant malware and facilitate espionage and intellectual property theft. 
There have been a lot of cases where we're seeing North Korean actors interviewing for jobs and using that to try to ultimately deploy malware or get into an environment, says Adam Myers, senior vice president of intelligence at the cybersecurity firm CrowdStrike. The reason this is important is a lot of people don't consider this threat or write it off as, oh, North Korea, they're crazy, they're not sophisticated, and if you're talking to an actual person, it feels like there's not going to be a cyber threat in that, but these are human-enabled operations that the North Koreans have gotten really good at, so bringing awareness to this issue is really important. North Korean IT workers have thorough training making detection more difficult, and the alert notes that they have developed software, websites, and other platforms for a variety of sectors, including health and fitness, social networking, sports, entertainment, and lifestyle, along with cryptocurrency and decentralized finance. The workers have the expertise to do IT support and database management, build mobile and web apps, develop cryptocurrency platforms, work in artificial intelligence and virtual reality or augmented reality, and develop facial recognition and biometric authentication tools. The alert lists a number of red flag indicators of a North Korean IT worker scam. Many overlap with general best practices for avoiding online scams, like monitoring for unusual logins or IP addresses and contractors who use suspicious digital accounts to collect payments or require payment in cryptocurrency, submit formulaic job applications and documents rather than personalized ones, and have perfect reviews on hiring websites that were all written within a short time span. Incident responders note that while the U.S. government alert offers a helpful level of detail and transparency, it's still difficult for potential victims to respond meaningfully. The issue is always whose responsibility is it to protect against these attacks? That's on individuals and businesses, which often sorely lack the ability to ingest this type of information and make actionable improvements, says David Kennedy, CEO of the corporate incident response consultancy Trusted Sec. Large companies that have dedicated security teams can use these warnings, but I do really feel that there needs to be a shift towards security for all and helping smaller organizations with defensive positions. The alerts and other recent government disclosures about North Korean hacking and financial crimes do help raise awareness and likely indicate that the activity is a real and urgent threat. But as Jake Williams, director of cyber threat intelligence at the security firm Scythe, puts it, they have been what I believe to be intentionally vague in recommendations. The more specific they get to businesses, the easier it is for businesses to say that they followed the letter of the instructions and hence have no liability. Like what you learned? Subscribe everywhere you listen to podcasts and get more security news at wired.com security. Want to learn how you can make smarter decisions with your money? Well, I've got the podcast for you. I'm Sean Piles, and I host NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast. Our show features our team of nerds, personal finance experts in credit cards, banking, investing, and more. And they'll help you make the most of your money while cutting through the clutter and misinformation in today's world of personal finance. You'll get clarity on strategies to help you build your wealth, invest wisely, shop for financial products, and plan for major life events. Listen to NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast wherever you get your podcasts.